0: this is healing for the nations with pastor carl lewis this program is designed to help you build your faith in god's word receive his healing delivering power and experience god's best in every area of your life jesus is the same yesterday today and forever regardless of what you may be facing his word and power are available to you today
1: Thanks for joining me today uh, on our Healing for the Nations broadcast. Really great to have you, and a thanks to those of you who've been writing in and calling in and letting us know how this uh, broadcast is helping you uh, grow and develop in God's Word. Today we're going to begin a new series entitled The Integrity of God's Word. We're going to focus on the integrity of God's Word, uh, but before I get into that, um, Recently, I was speaking to someone who was asking me, well, why am I not getting a, a job? Why am I not getting a breakthrough? I've got a great resume. Um, I've got good experience and all these things, but why is not anyone giving me a break? Um, why are they, I'm getting interviews, but why are they not um, giving me the position? And I said, well, people hire people. They don't hire paper. And so this person needed to understand, he probably needed to um, relate better and prove that he was the best person for the position. And you might say, well, Carl, you told me we're gonna talk about integrity. What I wanna say is this, in the um, hiring process, if you've been hired for a position, um, you went through a hiring process, they asked for a resume, they asked to speak to your references, people who know you. And so it wasn't just good enough for that potential employer to say, well, yes, you look qualified on paper. No, they wanted to go a step further. They wanted to check your track record. They wanted to find out, are you who you say you are? did you do what you said you did Um, did you uh, demonstrate the quality of work that maybe you said by in words that you did and how do they do that well they check your references they check your history they find out well what's your track record in other words they're also they're checking your character your reliability your dependability Um, because if they're going to invest in you if they're going to bring you on they're going to pay you money they're going to we could say, "entrust their clients and customer base to you." And so before they make that decision, they want to make sure they do their due diligence in finding out, well, what kind of person are you? Can we really depend upon you? Uh, are you the kind of person who's going to bring add value to our organization? So again, that's based on trust. They're saying, "Well, uh, how much trust? they're going to put in you is based on their proving of your reference, the proving of your track record. Well, what I want to share again is this. See, God has a track record. And um, in Proverbs 3, verse 5, God says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path." So, God in encourages us to put our trust in him because of his integrity so he's worthy of our trust because of his character his honesty his reliability his truthfulness his goodness his rectitude his dependability so he tells us now trust me so now trust, for the most part, it's based on knowledge. It's based on how much knowledge or perceived knowledge you have on an individual, In an individual. Going back to that employment example we're talking about, oftentimes you will apply for a position at a certain organization, based on the prestige of the organization, if they've been around a long time—twenty-five, forty, fifty years—they have longevity. They have history. They have a track record. So you feel good about being hired by that organization because you feel there's a certain security that that organization has because of their longevity, again because of their history, because of their track record. And so we're going to look at give some proof of why you can trust god oftentimes if you're having problems trusting god it's because you don't really know him the way you're supposed to know him you're not really so aware of his track record of his references if you will and so the first case we're going to look at is genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to 4. Now, God meets a man called Abraham and begins to get, begins to reveal himself to Abraham. And he says this, Abraham, leave your country, leave your father's house, leave your family and come in, go go into a place that I'm going to show you. And he says, I'm going to make of you, Abraham, a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And through you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And then Abraham obeys God, and it says he, he, takes, he goes into the land of Canaan, which would be the land that he would inherit. So God tells him all these things. I'm going to do all of these things for you, Abraham. Now, Abraham's knowledge of God was progressive. The more he understood God's reliability and character is the more he trusted him. And you'll see all the way through Abraham's life, God would attribute certain things in his life because of Abraham's faith. In fact, we're told to have the faith of Abraham who put his faith and confidence in God's word. Now, in going on from there, I want to show you this. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 13, it says this. So God, again, is further revealing himself, revealing his plan for Abraham. And he says this in verse 13 of Genesis 15. He said to Abraham, know of a surety, that your seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them four hundred years and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterward they shall come out with great substance and you shall go to your fathers in peace you shall be buried in a good old age now what I want to share is this to begin God tells him doesn't have a child as yet doesn't have more than just his, his, his small family right now. But God is speaking about the future, about what would happen. So God prophesies or speaks into the future and says that your nation, your seed, your children and great-great-grandchildren, great they're gonna be in bondage, in slavery for 400 years. Now why am I um, harping on that? Why am I bringing your attention to that? It's this, because God doesn't mind being checked out. He doesn't mind you checking, is he truthful, is he honest. Now the thing is this, if Israel was not in bondage for 400 years, then you'd have to say, well, God was inaccurate, or God wasn't infallible, or God is telling a lie, or God is not accurate, he's not reliable. But you see, he doesn't mind being really, we could say, some people say stepping out on a limb, but in his case, he was telling you this is what's gonna happen. Now, if you check history, you can check the Word of God with actual human history and you'll find that Israel was in bondage, was in Egyptian slavery or in slavery to the nation of Egypt for 400 years, not 300, but for 400 years. That would be like someone saying, well, on their, on their resume, well, I worked for this company for, for um, 10 years when, in fact, they only worked for one year. We would say, well, that person is is either telling a lie or is trying to deceive you. So we really can't depend upon that person in what they're saying. Well, you see, God is saying here, Abraham, your posterity, your seed are going to go into bondage for 400 years. Check history. Israel was actually in bondage for four years. 100 years, so we're talking about references. We're talking about a track record that God is developing here uh, With us through his word now. I'm going to go on down a little bit in from verse 18 In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadmonites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Rephames, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. So God here, he gives the the boundaries, the borders, if you will, of of the land that the nation of Israel would occupy. Now think about this again. Suppose he didn't take them into that land as he said. We could then accuse him that he did not do what he said he would do. See, God telling us and encouraging us and commanding us to trust him is all about his proven integrity. He always does what he says. And the more we we understand his integrity, the more we can trust him because we know his word cannot fail. So here God tells Abraham, this is the inheritance. This is the actual geography where your seed, the nation I will make of you, that is what they will occupy. So if he said it, he's got to bring it to pass. His name, his word is on the line. He spoke it. It has to come to pass. So now I'm going to go forward. In Exodus chapter 3 so again 400 years not 300. He said 400 it was 400. If it wasn't we could say he was inaccurate. We could say that means he's unreliable. See that's why we have the Bible. It's not just would say a, 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 a Christian book or a religious book, we could say it corresponds with human history to show the infallibility, the absolute truthness, truthfulness and integrity of God's character. And so in um, Exodus chapter 3, it says this, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian and he led the flock to the back side of the desert and he came to the mountain of God even to Horeb and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush and he looked and behold the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not high thither, put off thy shoes from off your feet, for the place whereon you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. God now visits Moses. Abraham is off the sea now. He's gone on into into his eternal reward. Moses now is being encountered by God and God's about to give him a commission, a charge, a call to deliver the nation of Israel out of Egyptian bondage which God said would happen. So now that 400-year period has come to an end, and so God is commissioning Moses to do this. Now the thing what you hear is this: God was saying to Abraham, because to Moses, because he mentioned, "I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob." What was he saying? "I'm coming in response to what I told them." I told Abraham, my man, I told Abraham, my servant, I told Abraham, the father of your nation, I told him that your people would be in bondage for 400 years, but at the end of that 400 years, I would deliver them, and I deliver them with great provision and great power. So now, he has to do that. He said it. Again, his word is on the line. He is a God of integrity. He is immutable, unchangeable. He cannot take back what he said. He said, I'm going to deliver them. He's going to do it right now. So the thing is this, much of the, um, we could say, the, the battle, the challenges in our current world, and even over, the, over in the Middle East, it's over what God said. See, God gave, gave that land by, by his word to Abraham and his seed. And so to fight against what God, God's Word says is to fight against God himself because he cannot change what he said. If he said, I've allocated that piece of geography to a people, then that's what he's done. Now, he's not, that's not saying, well, God has made the Israeli people better than any other person. No, that's not. No, because he loves all people equally. He's God. However, he said what he said to Abraham. said, this is your seed. This is the land. I'm going to deliver them into it. And so we've got to realize it's all about his integrity. It's all about God doing what he said he would do. And I'm telling you this, the more you understand this, you're going to run into the arms of God. You're going to run to find out what he has to say about your life and put trust in it because he'll carry out and he'll always do what he says he will do. Now, I want to go on a little bit more. We're going to develop this as we uh, continue. But in Mark chapter 13, it says this, Mark 13, 31. This is the words of Jesus. He says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Now, I love that because, see, pass away, you know, the, some translations also say perish and pass away. Now, if something perishes, it means it's corruptible. It means it fades in degree, in power, in, in importance. But God's saying, listen, Jesus says, now, my, my words will never pass away. Now, the scripture says, all will be fulfilled. Again, you understand, you've got to understand that the mindset of God, many people that you may know um, have problems believing what anyone says. Some people have problems believing what they say because they're so used to telling a lie. They're so used to tr- twisting the truth. They're so used to, do, to saying something and not planning to do it whatsoever or do it only partially. You must understand God never thinks that way. Whatever he says, he, is, he has bound himself to do it. Says he's honored his word above his own name. So he's got to do what he says. So he bounds himself. He commits himself to what comes out of his mouth. And the word says this, so shall my word be, I'm going to turn to that one, in um, Isaiah 55, 7, or verse 8, God says this, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void or empty or fruitless, but it will prosper in the thing whereto I send it. God does not speak fruitless words. He does not speak words he does not plan to carry out. He always he says this in jeremiah one twelve I watch over my word to perform it, whatever he says he is committed to doing. So so we have the word of God. The Bible is important to the believer or the disciple of Christ because it tracks his history. It tracks his history of doing what he says. And the more you realize that is the more you can trust him. The more your faith is tied to God's integrity. Now another one I want you to look at is this. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus says this in being tempted by the devil. He says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God, or every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So now why does Jesus encourage us to live by God's word? Because God's word is unchanging. It will always be carried out. It will always be fulfilled. Now, you know, I might have, should have said this up front, or at the beginning, you know, most of us, we have a doctor. You know, I go to take to a, get a physical just a, well, every year. And the thing is this, why do we go to, a, to our family doctor? Why do we um, go to that physician? Well, because we believe in that person's education and training and experience. There's a certain trust we have that that person will not lead us astray we're not saying that person's omnipotent or god or all-knowing but the thing is this we trust their expertise but while we go to that individual also is this they do have a track record of understanding the human body of understanding what ails it what understanding maybe how to cooperate with the body's natural healing process when when something does attack our system So there's a certain confidence, again, based on that individual's knowledge and experience. See, track record. Oftentimes, you're wary of going to someone who you don't know is a qualified doctor. Why? You doubt their knowledge and you doubt their experience. You doubt their track record. Similarly, in the legal field, you have a lawyer. We have a lawyer. Why? Because we trust that person's legal expertise. We trust their knowledge. Furthermore, we find that if this person's been in business for quite a long time and has been very su- successful in their practice, well, we trust them. Why? Because we know they'll, they will help us to succeed. They'll help us, They'll help us to carry out our objective, either personally or as an organization. So again, everything in life, really, is based on trust. It's based on integrity. And so God wants us to trust him. And that's why Jesus says, this man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. God wants you to trust his word. He wants wants you to depend upon him. He wants you to trust him because why? He can trust be trusted. He always, let me close by saying this, let me close this section. He says this, he always says what he means and means what he says. He always does what he promises. He has never lied. He never changes. He's always honest. So he's completely dependable. And he always does what he says he will do. That's why you can trust him today. In this Healing Belongs to your segment, I want to focus on this, that on why we know it is God's will to heal you. It is God's will to heal you because he said so in his word. Talking about integrity, God always does what he says. He never says something he's not committed to performing. He says he watches over his word to perform it. So if we can find out what he says, we know it's true. We know it's completely dependable, completely reliable. We talked earlier about having a doctor, having a lawyer. We go to these people because we believe in in their integrity. We believe they won't lead us astray. Well, how much more can we put faith and confidence in Almighty God who has given his word and has a track record of always doing what, what he says, of always being right. Now, your doctor, your lawyer, some of these wonderful people in your life, in our lives, you know, they've made mistakes, they're not infallible, they're not perfect. Now, if we put great confidence in them, how much more in a God who is always right, always infallible. I mean, has never missed it. He's completely honest, completely truthful, completely reliable and dependable. So we know it's God's will to heal you because he said it in his word. That's the thing. He said it in his word. So if we find it, I'm going to read a few, just three scriptures here. In Isaiah 53, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Now, who said that? God said that. Now your doctor didn't say it, your lawyer didn't say it, but God's word says it. The thing is this, is putting God's word higher above any other authority in our life and believing what he said. So he said it in his word. Now, just two key words here in, that, in the um, verses I just read you from Isaiah 53. It says griefs and sorrows. And those two words, griefs and sorrows, literally means sicknesses and diseases. And so from a certain translation in Hebrew Bible by Dr. Isaac Lesser, let me read this. It says this, that while we indeed esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Well, I've just jumped down to uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. So there we see Isaiah translating or paraphrasing what. Isaiah said in chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. So he tells us that what Isaiah was saying was himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So that's a really, you could say, a better translation is that he took. Jesus took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Now, because God said it in his word, you need to agree with that. You need to believe what God said because he cannot lie. And what he says about you is the truth. So I regularly say himself took my infirmities and bear my sicknesses. I'm personalizing that for my life because my father said so. And if he said it, and he cannot lie, all I need to do is agree with him. Now I I agree with him regardless of what I'm feeling regardless of what the circumstances are, regardless of what ache or pain I might be feeling, regardless of the doctor's report, I have to elevate what God Almighty has said about me because he cannot lie. He is a God of integrity. Always truthful, always reliable, always honest, completely dependable, full of righteousness, always good, complete goodness. He cannot lead me astray, always doing what he said. Now finally, in First Peter chapter two twenty-four, um, the apostle says this, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we were healed. So again, he's, he's looking at what Isaiah said to himself, he took it. Again, this is the living Word of God. It says, by whose stripes we were healed. In the mind of God, when he put our sicknesses, our diseases on Jesus' body, that settled it as far as God was concerned. Your healing was purchased and paid for. You just need to agree with it. Call yourself. says, "Let, let the weak say, I'm strong. Say what God says about you today. He is completely reliable. You are the healed in Jesus' name.
2: Thank you for joining the broadcast today and for watching. As you've watched, maybe you say, I don't know God. Or maybe you once knew God and you're not uh, walking with Him and trusting Him at this time. Well, I've got some great news for you. God loves you. And He gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to bring you into fellowship and in relationship with Him. The Bible tells us in John 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that whosoever means you and me. Today you can come to God. Today you can be in fellowship with God. You can walk with God. He desires to have fellowship with you and to show you His love and His goodness. You may say, how do I do that? Well, it's very simple. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10, it says that if we will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead, we will be saved. So it's as simple as saying, God, I'm a sinner. I don't know you as my Savior. I'm not walking with you. But I believe you gave Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins. And I open up my heart and I receive your son Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. And that's the simple steps in coming in relationship with God. If you've confessed and if you've said that today, I want to say welcome to the family of God. I want to encourage if you've taken that step in following God and following Jesus Christ as your Lord, The next step is to begin to attend a Bible-believing church and hearing God's Word and praying daily. If you're in the area of Foundation for Life Family Church, we welcome you to come and fellowship with us and meet others. Feel free to contact us and write us. We'd love to get some information in your hands on how you can now grow in your new relationship with God. And welcome to the family of God. God bless you.
1: If you're in the Toronto or greater Toronto area, I welcome you and personally invite you to join us for one of our weekly services, Sundays at 11 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. at the address on the screen. I really believe that you'll be enriched, encouraged, and strengthened by the ministry of God's anointed word as well as by the fellowship of other believers who are true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. I look
0: forward to seeing you. Thank you for joining us today on Healing for the Nations with Pastor Carl Lewis. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we encourage you to partner with us financially to continue the teaching of God's Word. To give, please write to Foundation for Life Christian Ministries or securely online at foundationforlife.ca. Healing for the Nations is a ministry of Foundation for Life Christian Ministries. Visit foundationforlife.ca and avail yourself of our valuable life-building resources for free. Join us next time on Healing for the Nations.